0: on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie football has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zion's Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford, go further. ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. And by Stokes, Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome to Aggie Post Game. 35-13
1: 35 13's your final in this one. Utah State gets the W and gets set for a huge matchup with San Jose State coming up Saturday night. Back-to-back road games for Utah State before what appears to be another big one against Wyoming as Wyoming dump truck Colorado State today. So weird conference, weird year, and a weird game today here with Utah State right out of the gate down t- 10-0. They were down 13-7 at halftime. And then the floodgates burst, and Utah State did what... They've often done in the second half. Seven times this season they've
2: been down by double digits. They've won five of those games. Uh, unbelievable. Down 10 nothing in the first half and are able to come back. And In the second half, Scotty, Logan Bonner was 15 of 19 for 282 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, that's pretty darn special in that second half. And they gave up only 110 uh, 10 yards, 110 yards of total offense while going for 351 themselves in that second half. And they went on back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back scoring drives. Four of them to, to, you know, really just move away here in the second half. And obviously we're going to ask Coach Anderson, well, what did they talk about in the in locker room? And what did they say to light them up? Because they came out and played with a purpose, played with a ton of energy in that second half. They just lacked it in the first half. Yeah. And uh, you know what? When they go to San Jose State, you can't do that. They're going No. To, that's nope. going to be a much better football team next Saturday night. And, uh, and so Utah State's got to get out of the blocks a little bit better against San Jose State, against Wyoming, and, of course, against New, me- uh, New Mexico to end the season. But this next
1: week in San Jose, to me, is going to be a season definer for this Aggie football team. Discount Tires has locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount Tires offers services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. Overall, Utah State, 457 yards of total offense, just a little off their average of uh, 477 coming into this game, uh, but held New Mexico State to just 347. Remember, they almost had, felt like 200 after the first quarter. They did. Uh, to the first quarter, they had 187.
2: And so the rest of the way, you know, just over 150 yards there for New Mexico State in this ball game. As a matter of fact, right at 150 yards the rest of the way. Uh, sorry, 160 yards, if my math is correct. But uh, Utah State had tell two halves. Now, what they did do in that first half is they had a blocked field goal in that opening possession. They, they limited it to two field goals and a touchdown. So they kept the game at a six-point a six lead at the half for New Mexico State. We were able to make the adjustments. And one of the adjustments, I thought, was Ephraim Bonda coming out and saying, we're going to blitz this guy from all over the football field. And the Aggie defense comes away. What did they finish with seven sacks in this game, seven sacks uh, and fourteen TFLs, unbelievable. And exotic blitzes from all over the field, from the safeties, from the corners, from the middle blitz, from the backers, and they just got in the face of Jonah Johnson, who ended up still thirty of forty-four for two ninety-eight, and he stood in there and took a beating in that second half. But uh, Utah State was able to force a couple of fourth down stops in that uh, in that third and fourth quarters. They never did get a turnover. Lost the turnover battle 1-0, but uh, still with a couple of fourth down stops and a bunch of sacks, we're able to to make sure that New Mexico State didn't get back on the scoreboard after that, you know, 13 point first half.
1: Utah State started the game 0 for three on third downs, finished four of eight, so they were uh, essentially four of five on third down for the remainder of the game. And so it just it was one of those games where you just knew it kind of felt like it was going to break, and then it broke, and Utah State took care of business. But you're right. The first quarter woes is something that has to be tightened up. And now you're down in the home stretch. You've got huge games against New Mexico. Well, in order, you've got uh, San Jose State, Wyoming, and then New Mexico. And and all three teams that you probably will be favored to win. I don't know. The San Jose State game will be interesting to see what the line is on that one. But, you know, it'll be right there. It'll be pretty close. And uh, those are going to be the little differences in those kind of games. For sure. A, probably a pick 'em game next week. Although –
2: you know, I'm still anxious to see what happens with San Jose State and Nick Starkle, their quarterback. If, he, yeah. if they get him back in the lineup, obviously that makes them a very different football team. But uh, if, if not, I think Utah State could be favored there. That is going to be a massive football game next Saturday night. I think, Aggie fans, you've got to dial in for that one because if Utah State can get to 5-1 and one next week an eight and 8-2 and
1: overall, you've got to believe they've got a chance to finish this thing out and get into that Mountain West championship game. It's one of your biggest games coming up tonight. San Jose State, obviously, also, Boise State and Fresno. It's kind of your look around the league and uh, some of your uh, news from the Mountain West Conference brought to you by our good friends at the Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Uh, tonight's drive of the game from Larry H. Miller. The uh, first touchdown of the uh, second, second, half, half. That second was, half. That was a
2: good one. Or, or that 93-yard drive that ah, started with good. the Devin Tompkins. It's a good call. Uh, that, that got us up out of our seats and uh, everybody just in awe of what Devin Tompkins just did on that particular play. It was a 51-yard play, just a a sweet throw down the sideline, the Aggie sideline, and Devin Tompkins, again, nine catches, 215
1: yards, and two touchdowns. He's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. All right, take a break. Come back. We'll continue on with your postgame show. You'll hear from some of the players as well as Coach Blake Anderson uh, live here at Las Cruces, Utah State. Gets it done, 35-13. Aggie football from Learfield. 35-13, 35-13, your final in this one. Utah State picks up their seventh win of the season with uh, just three more to go. Aggies now 7-2 and two on the year. Now you look at uh, you got Wyoming, you got uh, San Jose State next week. Uh, wrap things up. You and I will be back here in the state of New Mexico to wrap up the season against the Lobos over uh, Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving.
2: We asked uh, John Hartwell, the athletic director, earlier today what he thought about the, the bowl scenarios. Uh, obviously, Utah... Utah State would love to get to the Los Angeles Bowl as a conference champion at some point. but uh, And, you know, I thought that uh, today, especially in that second half, Logan Bonner was 15-19 of for 282 yards and three touchdowns. He was pretty special
1: in that second half. And he joins us right now. Logan, congratulations on the W. Uh, talk us through the first half and kind of what held you guys up and how did you get things rolling in the second half?
3: I think we just came out pretty flat. Um, and I just think that, it's uh, it's it's tough to do this in this environment. Um, it was hot today. We haven't had a hot game in a while, and I think we just need to do a better job of coming on, uh, executing better uh, in the first half. I can do a better job. Uh, I made a terrible mistake on the pick, probably my worst one all year, and it it really can It really starts with me, so I gotta do a better job. And I think we did that in the second half.
2: I got to ask you, Logan. Uh, one of the things that we've noticed the last few weeks, and even throughout the season, your ability to get the hard count offsides. What is your technique there? What, what is your? How do you, you consistently are getting those? And then you, you're recognizing it and seeing you have got that free play. Talk a little bit about your process there.
3: Yeah, it just comes from uh, being successful on first down and second down, and getting the guys, getting the guys going, and especially on third downs when we know they're going to come, pin their ears back, and come get us. Uh, some teams are having a hard time, but having a good clap, making making uh, some antics and stuff like that, and just doing our job. And then after that, just um, finding an open guy and making a, a good throw so they can make a play.
1: It's got to be somewhat fun as a quarterback to know, like I can do whatever I want here, because I'll you know, you can see it kind of glance over, and you see as soon as you see the hanky get thrown, it's just like you know what? If I throw a pick, I throw a pick. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna air it out here a little bit.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, free play is a free play, and yeah, I can do whatever I want if I got time back there. Um, just try to make the best ball I can. I can throw and give them a chance. Um, and, and so I'll, as soon as I see that, it's a it's a it's a it's a green light for me. And obviously, your your first
2: opportunity there once you've got that free play is, is to take the deep shot. But even today, you didn't have the deep shot on one of them. You checked it down to Brandon Bowling. So you know, I think mm-hmm. that uh, you know you you're, you guys are progressing extremely well in those those reads. But I thought that uh, you know, and I'm not not sure what Coach Tucker and what Coach Anderson said at the half, but uh, obviously. Lit the fire under you guys, and then your defense started dialing up the pressure. And talk about playing complementary football with your defense.
3: Yeah, I mean, think they, they do a really good job. They, I don't know how many did they score in the second half. Nope, nope. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's why we love it. Um, they played a, <laughs> a hell of a game, and uh, it's really hard to see the scoreboard. By the way, the sun. I know. Yeah, we, it, was it was a it was. nightmare for us too. So <laughs> um, I was sometimes I didn't even know. I could see the play uh, the play clock. So that's what I. Uh, But, no, they did a really good job. I'm really proud of them. They played really pretty well in the second half. They really played well in the first half. We just didn't execute on offense, and it really makes their job hard. So I'm really proud of them, and and they've been playing really well lately. Does
1: anything with Devin Tompkins surprise you anymore? Because some of the catches he comes down with, and it it feels like you're throwing to a guy that's like 6'5 out there because the way he elevates and the way he brings down catches, I mean, it's just amazing what, what he's able to do out there.
3: No, not at all. He does that every day, and he's been proving that he's done it since spring ball. Um, and summer, and, and then he does in the game. So nothing surprises me anymore. So now you get back
2: into conference uh, play next week. Talk about uh, what areas you feel like you've got to improve on to, to, to go into San Jose State next week and get a W.
3: Absolutely. we got to improve on just execution. we got to come out, start out fast, and they're a really good team. They're going to be a really cha- a good challenge for us, and I think that we need to come out and play fast and start from the, the first whistle.
1: Logan, appreciate it. Congrats on the win, and uh, keep it rolling. Thanks.
3: Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it.
1: That's uh, Logan Bonner. Hunter Reynolds is going to join us coming up here in just a moment as he throws the headset on as well. And Hunter Reynolds, what, eight tackles on the day today? Eight tackles. And, and, uh, you know,
2: going back to Logan, he finished 23 of 32 for 359 and four touchdowns. He did have the one interception that he just talked about that uh, he would like to have back, but uh, I thought he was really, really good. at 15
1: and 19 in that second half and three touchdowns. Uh, Hunter Reynolds, I believe, is with us uh, as Utah State gets the victory tonight, 35-13. Hunter, congratulations on the victory. Talk us about... uh, Thank you, thank you. It it really felt like, you know, a lot of people talk about halftime is when you poured it on, but it seemed like defensively you guys flipped the script in the second quarter. That's when you guys turned it on, and then the offense caught fire in the second half. But what was it that allowed you guys to really shut things down and put the clamps on there against this offense?
0: Uh, So defensively, our main thing is, you know, we can give up as obviously we want to hold them as little yards as possible, force three and outs. But the big thing is just red zone defense. So every time they get in the red zone, our goal is force a field goal. And, you know, that's considered a win for us. So in the first half, uh, you know, they got the one touchdown, but we did a good job forcing two field goals. And then it was really just about executing the game plan, making sure we tackle well. And we know when we do that, we're a hard defense to, you know, go against. I'm
2: curious, the adjustments, Hunter, in that second half, uh, a lot more pressure. It felt like you were getting pressure from off the edge, from up the middle, from almost uh, lots lots of different angles. Was that the adjustment that you guys made? You said, we're going to get in the face of this quarterback and try to get the ball out early and see what we can do?
0: Yeah, all week uh, in the game plan, the plan was, you know, we knew we could play man coverage on them. We knew that uh, our defensive line and linebackers were going to have success blitzing, so we knew if we mixed up, you know, playing more coverage, playing more – Uh, man blitzes that we'd be able to you know impose our will and kind of play to uh, our tempo so this is a family show so please be careful how you answer this
1: but uh uh they're up 10 nothing and uh they're up and down the field a little bit on you and we look over and we see over on the sideline coach bonda has the entire defense kind of gathered together um in 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 as clean a way as you can what was the message there from coach bonda
0: Honestly, uh, Bonda, he never he never panics. You know, it doesn't matter how much we're down, how poorly we've played. It's kind of always, you know, just make sure we're tackling, uh, clean up anything, you know, that's any, like, mi- big mistakes we have and just, you know, stay calm and do our thing. Because, you know, we've had times this year where we've gotten down. I mean, we might break the NCAA record for most double-digit comebacks. <laughs> but uh, – You're at what, six You know, now? we know that when we're down – I think so. I think six. Yeah. But we know when we're down that we just – uh we just have to stick, stick, stick with it, stick through it, and we know that eventually the offense is going to score points. We're going to get our stops, and when that happens, you know we're a pretty dangerous team. Hey,
2: Hunter, there in that uh, fourth quarter uh, on the sideline, you went up and got the interception. It was ruled out of bounds, but you came down a little bit uh, gingerly. It was that that ankle? How you feeling?
0: No, it was just the foot. I'm fine though. It was just you know one of those uh, one of those got to walk it off for a second, and I don't want to be on the field uh, as a hindrance to my teammates. And you know, give up something because I can't, I can't move. So it was just, you know, uh, make sure I can like actually play full speed before I get back on the field.
1: Three big games coming up, three big conference games with a huge one on the road against San Jose State. Uh, I gotta imagine you guys are fired up to get back into conference play.
0: I mean, we're fired up no matter who we're playing, whether you know it's ourselves or a different team. You know, just being on the football field is something that excites this group, and we look forward to every day. I guess we asked
2: Logan this just a little bit as well. You know that uh, the getting down by double digits is, is, you know, a challenge, obviously. But you guys have been able to overcome it. But is there something that you guys talk about or say, either amongst yourselves or with you and your coaches, about getting off to better starts?
0: Oh, I mean, we definitely don't want to be down double digits every game. We uh, we always say start fast, start well, and sometimes, you know, especially in an environment like this. You know, not a lot of fans, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes you just come out a little flat, which we did today, but I think we did a great job. Just, you know, keep pushing through. We flipped the script, and, you know, once we started making plays, we got a lot of more energy on the sideline, and the whole team kind of fed off it. The offense fed off the defense, defense fed off the offense. Uh, everyone fed off the special teams, and, you know, we did end up doing well.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, you guys certainly make things interesting. This was a fun game tonight and uh look forward to San Jose State coming up next week. Appreciate your time.
0: Yep, definitely appreciate it.
1: There you go. Hunter Reynolds with the Aggies getting the W tonight 35 to 13. By the way, uh Boise State out to an early 10-nothing lead over Fresno. Ooh. You know, that that's Mid- midway through the first quarter. It, it, there's
2: there's two schools of thought on who you root for in that one. Because they've got, obviously, the win against Utah State, and you'd like them to have as many losses as you can because they're really the only ones now that can catch Utah State. Correct. So you're kind of rooting for Fresno State in that one. On the other hand, if Utah State can take care of business – You don't want to necessarily go there to Fresno to play a
1: championship game. So it's an interesting way that you want to vote here tonight. Yeah, to me, it's always about the division. Just win the division. That's your number one priority. I I agree. Aggies have not done that since their very first year in the Mountain West Conference back in 2013. So in other words, go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs.
2: I agree with you on that one. And Hunter Reynolds was eight tackles tonight, five of those solo. Uh, just a steady calm influence, especially when Monte McGarry went down there in the second, second quarter. And we'll have to check to see how Monte is going to fare. Didn't look good holding that right arm or that right shoulder. And they're getting a little bit thin in that defensive secondary, especially at the safety position. So Hunter Reynolds, very much a steadying influence and a great young man to talk to there. Gave us some really good insight in terms of their preparation, their ability to, to maybe get, to get themselves
1: ready for next week. All right, we'll take our final break, come back, here from Coach Anderson, and wrap this thing up next. You're listening to Aggie Football from Learfield. All right, about to wrap this thing up with Utah State getting the victory tonight, 35-13. It wasn't pretty, but hey, you know what? There's no such thing as uh, ugly victories. You'll take them. W's are W's, no matter
2: how you can get them in college football. And uh, you can see uh, the way that uh, this game started there's no easy win in college football and uh, Utah State was able to figure some things out there at the break and
1: come out and really dominate this second half. Coach Anderson joins us for his post-game conversation and coach when we talked to you at halftime you could tell he's just like these guys just need to wake up and uh, boy did they wake up in the second half. I think we all just anticipate there's always a lot of uh, fiery speeches you know we watch a lot of football movies and you always hear about those speeches at halftime but what was the conversation like to uh, light a fire under these guys?
4: It was uh, it was a little fiery. I honestly, just got up on top of the bench and made sure everybody could see me and, and told them the truth, guys. We we um, we knew all week this was a tough place to travel to, and we had uh, we had come out and, and done exactly what I was concerned about. We'd played very very uninspired, very lifeless football in the first half. And you mentioned that there are no easy games. I think to some degree, there's a part of you that wants it to be. And they just weren't going to make it easy. And they're used to playing in this environment, and they just, they just continue to play. So I challenged our guys at halftime. One of two things is going to happen: you're either going to go out and play the ball we're capable of playing, or you're going to go out and continue to play like we're playing, and you're going to regret this one for the rest of your life because you're going to, you're going to have a bad taste in your mouth when you go back home losing to these guys. And um, you know they responded. They did. It, you know, some leadership stepped up. Energy picked up a little bit. Thought it was huge that we went down and got points in that first series, and then you get a three and out. And, and at that point, there was a spark kind of lit. You could feel the energy raise on our sideline. And we played much, much better ball. We really didn't change anything schematically at all. We just simplified and said, man, guys, go execute the way you're capable of. And, and that's exactly what they did.
2: You know, a couple of plays there, Coach, right out of the, the locker room, the uh, the little slip out that almost got picked and turned back for six going the other way in that opening possession. And then you get the, the big play down the sideline for the touchdown. But then I thought that maybe the biggest set of plays in this game, 14-13, they get their opening drive of the second half, and you get a second-down TFL from Halle, and a Byron Von sack, and you get a three-and-out, and then you get the ball back and go right down and score again. And I thought that might have been a key turning point in this game.
4: No, absolutely. The the momentum, momentum changed in a big way right there, uh, it, it looked completely different from that point on. Uh, those, are, those are spark plays, kind of light the fire into everybody. Uh, you're right. We got really, really close. They jumped the screen right there early. Could have easily been a pick six, uh, but we didn't panic and came right back and got a one on one. I'm I'm surprised they put themselves in a position to to let DT be one on one with a slot. And he, he walked right back past them. Those two tackles for loss come at a huge time because just to be honest, it's just been muddy. It's just been really muddy. And and that's what Doug Martin and his offense do. They just they just pick you apart little by little, swing route here, bubble route there, crossing route here, and, and just frustrate you. So when you can get to the quarterback and get him super off schedule, changes the whole game. And we did that so much better in the second half than, than we did in the first. Uh,
1: I think that obviously DT is just a tremendous player. But Logan Bonner was, what, 15 of 19 passing in the second half, three touchdowns. Uh, and just after throwing that interception, and we just talked to him. He goes, "Look, that may have been the worst decision I made in years on yep. that interception." <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, "He goes, yep. like I knew I had to make up for it." And he went out and he, he was great in the second half.
4: Yeah, he got a butt chewing on that one. That's just something <laughs> he is not allowed to do. He knows better. That's a run for three and slide and get us to third medium or throw it in the twelfth row. And that's just that's a really careless play and one that he he can't make and he got he got his tail ripped as soon as he came off i got him once and i wasn't happy so i went and got him again uh so we've uh we got a lot of water under the bridge of course the two of us and he was not surprised at my response at all
2: but coach uh, any adjustments obviously seven sacks most of that coming in the second half 14 tfls it looked like uh coach bonda and the defensive staff were just saying all right we're going to come the middle we're going to come off the edge was that some of the adjustments you made at the half
4: yeah we we decided just to hey we're gonna heat them up we're gonna find out and, and they did a good job quarterback did a really good job of hotting the ball out in some in some looks but uh you know anytime they were trying to hang on to it at all with the pressure that we were bringing it, it was gonna give us a chance to land uh, we didn't change a lot i think he just heated it up for a little while and kind of got some momentum our guys like to blitz it kind of gave him a little juice and then we made a couple plays and it it gets the ball rolling but uh we didn't we didn't rewrite the defensive scheme at halftime. Really, just challenged them and, and gave them a little bit of freedom to go get the quarterback, and they responded.
1: Mm. Well, you get jumped back into Mountain West Conference play, huge one against San Jose State. You know, then Wyoming, who just uh, beat the brakes off of Colorado State earlier today, and then uh, and then wow. uh, and then you got New Mexico. So, I mean, that's the thing. These three games, you might be I don't know favored in them, but but honestly, these are three really good teams that can create a lot of problems for you.
4: Yeah, anybody in this league. Anybody in this league can go, and, and you got to be ready to play every week. This is another great example of that. If you're not, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to look bad. So we, we need to uh, we need to get fresh. We really need to take care of our bodies over the next 24-48 hours and give ourselves a great chance to play our best ball. You know, we're we're in a position to control our destiny, and and man, that's that's great. But also, there's nobody you can blame but yourself. You don't get it done. So we we really need to focus in these next three weeks and, and play our best ball. and Hopefully this is an eye-opening experience that that you've got to come ready, and you've got to be ready to play 60 uh, at your best. And, and we survived today but but definitely did not play our best ball, and, and I'm hoping that we learn from this in a big way uh, down the stretch.
2: A really quick, Coach, two, uh, two questions. First one, uh, Monty McGarry's health.
4: I, I think he's okay. Uh, I'm not sure how bad. It is a shoulder Uh, he's a tough dude he wanted to keep going they they felt it was best to shut him down let's hope and 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 pray that uh that he's healed up and and ready to go quickly but it's going to be a day-to-day on him I would think
2: and then can you talk a little bit about how special 13 is I mean Devin Tompkins that catch in front of you uh holy smokes I don't know what his vertical is but it's got to be 40 plus amazing
4: yeah yeah you know we don't have a long enough show probably really to give yeah. him enough justice. The guy's just a great player and a great competitor. Uh, you know, the thing that I love is just he works like that every day. He looks just like that at practice every day. He never has an off day. He never comes with a bad in a bad mood. He never takes a day off. He goes full speed. You almost have to pull him out because you can't get him to slow down. And he just he loves to compete. Uh, He's a huge spark plug for our team. Obviously, the confidence level with Logan Bonner to throw it near him is is probably too high because that's, I think he just thought when he threw the interception, Devin will just go up and get it, which is, you know, <laughs> at some point you got to throw the ball away. But, man, he just is a phenomenal player with the ability to play all spots on, on, the, on the offensive side in terms of skill set, uh, and, and it just gives you a tremendous amount of flexibility.
1: Heart uh, ached a little bit for Calvin Tyler. Uh, any early prognosis on him?
4: really too early to tell i'm hoping he got off of it early enough where it didn't get too bad it's 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 hard to know um yeah didn't have time to talk about it and really haven't evaluated it i'm hoping it's i'm hoping it's something minor
1: okay thanks coach appreciate your time sure guest. take care there you go blake anderson aggies get it done final in on this one 35 13 honest assessment from
2: coach obviously and uh you know making enough plays to to, to get the W, um, and obviously, you know, what did he say? Didn't uh, didn't really scream at him? wasn't a, uh, It wasn't a, um, a Newt Anderson uh, Newt or a, a No, it's Newt Anderson. It's a I was using the Newt Rockney oh, with, with Lake oh, Anderson. Oh, okay, I'm with you. Sorry, you know, kind of. All right. Let's not dilly dally here. Let's let, let's uh, let's Ooh. get right out to the <laughs> Let's get on the bus and let's go home here shortly. But I I thought that uh, he, what he said was we didn't make a ton of adjustments there at that break. We just played better. So, you know, we, we executed the game plan that we wanted and uh, just played a lot better in that second half, and they sure did. They pitched a shutout, 28 nothing in the second half. They out uh, gained New Mexico State 351-110 to in the second half. And, uh, wow, three sacks in that second half. Logan Bonner was 15-19 of for 282 in that second half. So a tell of two halves in Utah State able to run away there in that second half.
1: Everlight solar player of the game? I'm going to go Logan. I like Logan, too. Yeah, I mean, DT can win it every week, and he pretty much has so far. <laughs> Tonight's Everlight Solar Player of the Game, uh, Logan Bonner, right here on the Zone Sports Network. All right, we're going to wrap things up. They're putting all of our gear on that Stokes truck, brought to you by Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. More information is available at stokestrucking.com. Well, coaches show on Monday, not Tuesday. Basketball game will be on Tuesday. Another basketball game on Friday in Annapolis, Maryland, and then a football game in uh in san jose and yes i'll be at all of them so uh, i'll have the ivy ready next saturday night to to get you juiced up and ready to go bring the red bulls let's have some fun (laughs) it's november football november basketball can't beat it hey big thanks to eric jensen back in studio ajay salveson for keeping it going as always great game tonight utah state gets it done 35 13 and you heard it all right here on the aggie sports network from learfield
0: it's time to run it back this is your aggie game recap
1: Third and five here. Make the handoff to Noah. Pressure looking to the outside. Has a man open. Caught. Touchdown. Utah State. Guess who? Devin Tompkins. Converts the third down and gets the score. DT, are you with me? Aggies get six. And take the handoff, wanting to throw again. Looking deep. Has DT wide open. Caught at the 20. To the 50, 10, walking into the end zone. Devin Tompkins, his second touchdown of the day. And that is a Utah State score. And the Aggies an extra point away from taking the lead. Hand off to Price and ripped down four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Aggies will have none of that. Holly Matuapawaka, he's eaten today. Three receivers to the far, one to the near. Can the Aggies get the three and out? Pressure right up the middle of the field. Tripped up behind the line of scrimmage. Another sack behind the line. And coming off Byron Vaughns. trips up Jonah Johnson. and The Aggies get off the field. And here comes the number blitz. Bonner looks to the outside and up and caught. What a catch. Devin Tompkins, oh. are you kidding me? A 16-yard catch climbing the ladder, bringing it down, hit hard. It doesn't matter. Wow. Logan Bonner in Tyler. Looks right, throws right, caught Derek Wright. Gets the foot down, scores the touchdown. And the Aggies with back-to-back touchdowns here in the third quarter in Las Cruces. They'll give it to Noah. Noah dances forward, gets to the one. Does he get in? Yes, he does. Touchdown, Utah State. El Elliott Noah gets the score. And the Aggies starting to pull ahead of New Mexico State here in the third. Block is at zero. And Utah State gets it done. It wasn't pretty, a little ugly at times. Utah State gets their seventh win of the season. They knock off New Mexico State, pitch a shutout in the second half, 28-0, and win this game 35-13 as the Aggies get set to jump back into Mountain West Conference play next week.